So I am actually not, um, was not originally scheduled uh, to preach today. Uh, our relatively new youth director, Tim Simon, was going to be preaching for us today, but um, their family is welcoming, earlier than expected, um, a baby. Uh, and so we are uh, praying for them, are grateful for them, and Tim will be up here to preach again uh, very soon, I hope. I was looking forward to uh, what he has to share. Now, um, let us open our, our hearts and minds to God's Word as we continue in our, our sermon series called Dear Church. Well, let's hear God's Word. Today's scripture lesson comes from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 10, verses 5 through 15. Listen for God's Word. Moses writes about the righteousness that comes from the law. The person who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that comes from faith talks like this. Don't say in your heart, who will go up into heaven? That is to bring Christ down. Or who will go down into the region below? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. That is the message of faith that we preach. Because if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and in your heart you have faith that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Trusting in the heart leads to righteousness, and confessing with the mouth leads to salvation. The scripture says, all who have faith in him won't be put to shame. There is no distinction between Jew and Greek, because the same Lord is Lord of all, who gives richly to all who call on him. All who call on the Lord's name will be saved. So how can they call on someone they don't have faith in? And how can they have faith in someone they haven't heard of? And how can they hear without a preacher? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who announce the good news. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh God, open our hearts and minds to your word for us this day. We pray that it would take root there, grow us, transform us, that we might bear fruit for you. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. When I was little growing up in church, um, people used to say that I would be a preacher one day. I used to do stuff in church as a child, like sing, um, participate in church plays. As a youth, I, would, I was one of the scripture readers, um, would occasionally give the, uh, the message on Youth Sunday. I was even an acolyte, uh, lighting the candles on the altar. Apparently, if you light candles well, that's a surefire sign that you're going to be a preacher one day. Lo and behold, here I am, a preacher, a pastor. But here's the thing, I am not the only preacher this morning. Yes, there are men and women who are called by God, affirmed by the church for set-apart ministry as ordained pastors, preachers. Some people go to school and receive a degree, go through an ordination process to become ordained Clergy persons, because they sense God's call to ministry on their lives. But if you're watching and worshiping this morning, 
You call yourself a follower of Jesus. If you've said yes to God's love for you, yes to Christ as Lord, then you are also a preacher. If you, you, have, you have a word on your heart to share. You have good news to proclaim. And that's what Paul tells us this morning in this portion was led to Rome. Dear church, we are preachers. We are preachers. Now, preach is kind of a loaded term along with its cousin evangelism. Many people, when they hear preacher, think of a, a professional minister standing up here like I am this morning. Preaching is what that person does on Sunday mornings for 15 or 20 minutes. People don't think of themselves in that capacity as a preacher. The problem is they don't think of themselves as a messenger bearing news at, at all. And if preacher is only relegated to that person standing up in front on Sunday mornings delivering news from God, then, then they're off the hook. All they have to do is, is to try to get people to come to church to hear that preacher do the work. As if they themselves, as if you yourself watching this morning have nothing to proclaim about Jesus. As if only a, a ministry professional can access and can communicate the good news that Jesus is Lord. Not so. Not so, says Paul. You have a word to speak. It is close by. Now, preaching, proclaiming is also loaded because it gets connected with evangelism and, and empire. Let's just be honest here. Proclaiming the good news about Jesus, evangelism, have, have been given a bad name largely because the messengers and the messaging have sometimes perverted or obscured the message. People, perhaps even you, when they think of, of preaching or proclamation or, or evangelism, might be thinking of, of hellfire preachers telling you that heaven is the aim and God's wrath is the problem, or a fundamentalist or door-to-door salesman or tracts or megaphones or billboards on 95. And also, unfortunately, preaching the lordship of Christ has also often been divorced from the way of Jesus and married to the way of, of empire with things like forced conversion or slavery or colonialism or the Crusades. And so a, a typical response from many Jesus followers is to feel uncomfortable and to shy away from proclaiming the gospel, the good news about Jesus as Lord at all. Like we, like we don't, we don't want to do it poorly. We don't feel good enough about ourselves doing it. We don't want to be inconvenienced or rejected, and so we just don't do it at all. Leave that to the paid professionals. But for Paul, there, there's just too much at stake. Remember, Paul is writing a letter, and so it's always important for us to situate ourselves in that letter to really understand what Paul is, is trying to say. So our, our passage this morning is set right in the middle of a section in Romans, chapters 9 through 11, when Paul is really wrestling with, an, with an, a reality, an issue confronting his ministry, and that is this. Although many Gentiles or non-Jewish people have responded to his good news of Jesus, many of his own Jewish brothers and sisters have not. And so it's imperative for Paul to make this connection between someone coming to faith in Jesus and the people who preach and talk about Jesus, because... 
Paul desires, as God desires, for Jew and Gentile to be saved, for Jesus to be Lord of all, Jew and Gentile. In other words, Paul wants people to keep preaching, to keep proclaiming, keep reaching out, proclaiming the gospel. That way, even if some persist in unbelief, even his his own family, his Jewish brothers and sisters, at the very least, they can never say it was because they had never been exposed to the front page worthy good news that Jesus is Lord. So Paul does a kind of contact tracing, if you will. We understand that right now in our context is trying to connect the dots of how how the virus is getting transmitted. Paul is connecting the dots of the transmission of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Expressing the dependency on the word of the gospel with the preachers or the messengers of this gospel. So he says, all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. So how can they call on someone they don't have faith in? How can they have faith in someone they haven't heard of? And how can they hear without a preacher? How can they preach unless they are sent? These are all rhetorical questions building on one another. And the point is clear. If someone has confessed Jesus Christ is Lord, then that means not only has someone or multiple someones preached that to them at some point, But now they themselves are called to proclaim, to preach it to others too, because it is on their heart. Think about your faith journey for a second. All of us are at different points on our faith journey, uh, but if you have made the ways of Jesus your ways, if you're trying to make the ways of Jesus your ways, if you've put your trust in Jesus as Lord, or if you're starting to, do some contact tracing of your own this morning. Who are the preachers in your life? I'm not talking about this, this kind of preacher. I mean, who are the people that proclaim to you in some way the good news about Jesus being Lord? When when I think about my own spiritual journey, coming to trust in Jesus as Lord wasn't just because of the clergy people that I had. And there were a lot of phenomenal ones. It, It was because of all the preachers everyday preachers I had, speaking the good news of Jesus into my life. It was the Sunday school teachers telling me that God loved me and teaching me stories of Scripture. It was my children's choir director teaching me songs about Jesus. It was my parents and grandparents modeling how to pray, serving others, reading stories, talking about faith. It was my uh, it was classmates, uh, youth counselors, small group in college. In other words, it wasn't just Preachers, it was preachers. Everyday heralds of the good news. I mean, how can we hear without a preacher? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And Paul is referencing the prophet Isaiah there and connecting the image of a preacher with that of a herald in the Old Testament. A herald was someone sent by a king with news of victory to tell the people. As the Israelites returned from captivity in Babylon, the heralds of Jerusalem were called to go to the Temple Mount and shout aloud 
God's promise of restoration to those who are returning from captivity and exile. The herald of God is one who, later on in Isaiah, is one who announces salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Sounds similar to to Jesus is Lord, doesn't it? Jesus is Lord is the word of salvation that is to be heralded now. The, The word, this is the word, the good news message that Paul says is near you, on your lips, in your heart. That's right here. This past week, our family uh, went, to vaca- went on vacation to the beach. Hallelujah for vacations, for a change of scenery right now. Anyway, our, our, our oldest, uh, Gabriel, spent a lot of time digging in the sand and also looking for uh, seashells. And he didn't have to look very far. I mean, we are at the beach, right? And I loved to see him casually walking around and, and looking at his feet and, and the shells that he was passing over. From time to time, he, he would bend down and, and pick up a shell like it was the greatest thing that he had ever found. And then he goes sprinting up the sand to Grana to show her and to tell her about it. Friends, that's what it's supposed to be like for us as, as preachers, as heralds of Christ. The message, the, the beautiful good news is closer to us than a seashell beneath our feet at the beach. And even more beautiful and astonishing and good. But unlike the seashell at the beach that was found, we didn't find the good news about Jesus as much as it found us. As much as it finds us. And then we better be ready to sprint and tell someone about what we found or more appropriately who found us. And that's the key. What you have to preach To others, it's not something to agonize over. It's not something you need a degree to understand or to articulate. It's not hard to access. It's embedded in your heart. It's written on the very pages of your life. It's woven into the fabric of your being. You are a preacher with a message to share. The word is near you, on your lips, in your heart, because someone preached it to you, and now it's your joyous task to herald it, to preach it to others. If you, said, if you have said yes to Jesus and trusted in your heart that God raised him from the dead, the word, the message you are to deliver to the world is right there. You already have what you need. You don't have to go to get an MDiv to share it. You don't have to be an ordained pastor. You are a preacher right where you are, an everyday preacher. And it's your beautiful vocation to speak the word that is on your heart about Jesus in your life. Like the sower in the parable of Jesus, uh, that Jesus tells of the, of the different soils and the seed, our task is to, is to spread the message about Jesus to others, knowing that some might take root And some might not, but we don't have to worry about it. That's not our job. The Holy Spirit is the one who will cause sprouting to happen. So yes, preaching is a precarious activity, but it is not an optional one. From the earliest days of the Christian movement, people who encountered Jesus or who are encountered by the good news of Jesus become heralds of God's message. What if you asked Simon Peter, what is the good news about Jesus for you? 
Perhaps as his eyes would begin to tear up and he might say, the, the Lord Jesus forgave me even in my betrayal. What about Thomas? No doubt about it. Jesus was gracious and loving to me even in my doubts, showing me in, with his wounds that, that he was both the risen, the crucified and the risen Jesus. What about Zacchaeus? Maybe, maybe the message is, he said that in spite of all that I've done, I could still be a part of God's movement in the world. What about Mary? Can you believe it? Even though I was a woman, Jesus loved me and taught me as his disciple. And he, then he appeared to me in his resurrected glory. For the woman at the well, Jesus knows me. This I love. For the leper, Jesus healed my body. Jesus healed and restored my body and my dignity. For Joe the musician or Helen the scientist, maybe it's the, the realization that this vast and, 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 and beautiful and complex universe might not just be by chance, but by the grace of a loving creator. For Hilda the woman who grew up without a father, the message of good news might be that this creator is her Abba, her daddy who, who loves her and knows her intimately. For the Smith family who, who, who used to run themselves into the ground with, with busyness. The message might be about a, a Lord Jesus, a, a Savior who gave them Sabbath rest and peace. For John, the man of color who has experienced systemic racism and injustice, the good news, the message is a God who liberates people from oppression. What about you? What about you? What is your message? What is on your heart? How is Jesus is Lord good news for you in your life? Preach it. Because, friends, people are desperate for good news. Absolutely desperate. That's why actor director John Krasinski's YouTube videos were so popular earlier in the pandemic. It was quite simple and brilliant. He called it SGN Some Good News. Did you see any of those? Just him filming himself in his house, and it was a news show dedicated entirely to, to feel-good, good news stories. So many people are struggling right now with uncertainty and doubt, searching for someone in whom they can trust, longing to be welcomed, longing for identity, for peace, for justice, for forgiveness, for healing, for purpose, for freedom, for hope, for rest, for love. And we have good news to share. How can they know who to trust if they haven't heard the one who can be trusted? And how can they know who to trust? And, and how can they hear, rather, if nobody tells them? And how is anyone going to tell them unless someone is sent to do it? Enter us. Enter you. The gospel message is front page material. Don't let it be reduced to the faith and life section of our lives. To have this word, this good news on our heart, Jesus is Lord, is to want to share it with every person we meet. Yeah, when I was little, people, people said that I would be 
a preacher one day, and now I am a preacher. But here's the thing. They would have still been right, even if I hadn't become a United Methodist pastor. Would have still been a preacher, because you're a preacher too. All of you are preachers too. Messengers, heralds of the good news that Jesus is Lord. The good news that eclipses all other news. A message that is right there within you. A message whose power is not found in watertight scholarly arguments given by a seminary trained pastor. But that in the distinct witness of those who proclaim Jesus as Lord with their words, with their stories, with their very lives. The message you are called and able to give where you are to the people who need to hear it the most is more powerful than anything I could ever say from up here. We are called to proclaim Jesus because if not us, then who? Then who? How beautiful. How beautiful are the feet of those preaching good news. Dear church, dear church, says Paul, we are preachers. Be beautiful. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.